Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Realizing Destiny with Destiny Thomas. Remember, the key to finding your purpose is realizing that it can't be found without prayer. I just want to say thank you so much to all of the listeners for the realization who God is calling me to be in every area of my life. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. We love you even if we're just meeting you. Please, guys, if you can, leave a review on the podcast outlet that you're listening to this podcast on. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at realizing underscore destiny and tagging me in a post of your thoughts of the podcast or something that blessed you from it. I truly just want to bless people from the podcast the same way that I'm blessed by every single episode and just leave leave some things with you guys that really make you think, that really stretch you in your walk with Christ, and really just kind of to encourage and motivate you guys to let you know that this walk is not easy, but it is definitely worth it, and God will see you through it no matter what. So thank you again, guys, for listening, and please don't be shy about leaving your reviews. This episode of Realizing Destiny Podcast is brought to you by Prayer P Sessions with the Prayerpist. What is Prayer P, you ask? It's the amazing combination of therapy and prayer. These sessions are led by the Holy Spirit, which allows us to dig to the root and bring those things to the surface that are acting as obstacles and barriers in your life from you living in your God-given purpose. Every session is ended with the tools needed to be able to discern God's voice for yourself And more importantly, a prophetic letter from God directly to you, giving you direction, instruction, and clarity in the areas that have actually been holding you back. The way he just loves on you in that letter and just reminds you that he's there with you every step of the way, but he also gives you some direction of what to do next, of how to get unstuck, and how to really live in your God-given purpose. If you are someone that's been stuck, if you are someone that's been frustrated because you feel like you're moving forward but moving backward at the same time, then these sessions are definitely for you. Go to www.realizingdestiny.com and sign up for a free 15-minute consultation, or why not just go ahead and sign up because you know you don't want to be stuck any longer. Are you a kingdom entrepreneur or hosting an event looking to get your information out there? Realizing Destiny Podcast is now taking slots to advertise your business or upcoming event on our platform. If this is something you're interested in, please email us at info at realizingdestiny.com with all of the details. Thank you. Have you been struggling with truly relinquishing control? Have you been feeling like God needs a little assistance from you in this one particular area to get it right or to get it exactly how he gave you the vision it would go? Did you answer yes? Then this is the event you can't miss, whether it be marriage, conceiving a child, landing your dream job, purchasing a home financial breakthrough, God wants to remind you to let go and let him be him. Let him do him like only he can. Let God be God. Join us on October 22nd and 23rd in Virginia Beach, Virginia at Prophetic Reloaded Conference so that you can let God be God. Here we are with another episode of Realizing Destiny podcast, and I am your host, Destiny Thomas. As I said before, these episodes are going to not be as consistent as I would like. Um, Just, I have a lot going on with babies, (laughs) marriage, businesses, all types of things keeping me busy, but um, I use this podcast now really as my diary, I guess, or my 
journal my time where I can just be transparent and honest um, on just this healing journey that I'm on um, and this journey of realizing destiny, which is kind of, not kind of, which is where the name of this podcast came from. Um, I am on a journey coming to the realization of who God has called me to be in every aspect of life, motherhood, businesswoman, prayer kiss, all of that. And um, this episode is probably one of the hardest episodes I have ever done. Um, and God was very specific of when he wanted me to do the episode. It was after going through some healing, um, a process of forgiveness and things like that, just to make sure it didn't come from a bitter place. It didn't come from um, a place that's not God, just being completely honest and transparent. And so this episode is called The Persecution Before the Promise. And it is really about constantly say, you know, that God's word does not return to his void, that if he promised it, it's going to come. Um, but we don't spend as much time focusing on the uh, small, intricate details of what's to happen before the promise comes. And so I'm going to start this episode out of Genesis, sharing with you all a scripture that God had given me, I believe in either 2018 or 2019. And when I heard the scripture, I was super excited to get it because it was actually at a time in my life where, um, financially it was it was rough he had just called me out of corporate america um and this word that i got or this scripture that i got from a close friend to me um it encouraged me and it and it reminded me that okay god i did hear you write about leaving my job and all of this is going to be worth it regardless of how i feel right now but it also reminds me of the importance of reading the full context uh, and, and really asking God uh, more questions about why is he giving you this word? What does it mean overall? Um, and what are those small, intricate details um, that I'm agreeing to by giving him my yes, right? And so in Genesis 26, verses 12, and 13, it says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. That was the scripture, right? It sounds so good, right? It sounds so amazing because it's saying that for all, for the seed that Isaac sowed, he reaped the same year a hundredfold, and he became not only blessed, right? Not only prosperous, but he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. And so I remember the day she gave me that scripture like it was yesterday. She said, God, uh, Destiny, God told me to give you this scripture um, to confirm something he's been telling you. And I was so excited. I even wrote it on my wall um, in my room. And it's still there this very moment with the date that she gave it to me. But it wasn't until last year or, um, yes, the end of 2019 going into 2020 where God kept bringing me back to that scripture. But he said, I want you to read the next verse. And the next verse says, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. 
So the Philistines envied him. And I kept reading it over and over again. And I said, okay, God, like, why are you taking me to this? And he said, Destiny, that's because I want you to know what the prerequisite is to the promise, right? I want you to know what it's going to look like and feel like when you are the closest to the promise. And I was like, okay, what does that mean, God? You're being real deep with me, right? Um, And he just kept saying, Destiny, read it again, right? And it says, he became, he had became very prosperous for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. And he said, Destiny, I want you to know that the closer you get to breakthrough, the closer you get to prosperity, the closer you get to overflow and abundance, it will be people that envy you. And I'm not new to that rodeo. Um, I always share about how when I was younger, how so many females in particular did not like me for absolutely no reason. Um, I just naturally have a down to earth personality and I naturally clicked with guys. I I could just understand um, them on a different level because I like to listen. I don't like to talk, even though people may not agree with that. But I've always been a really good listener, hence why I do so well at doing prayer be, right? But I used to just listen to them and really hear what they were saying and give unbiased advice. And because of that, a lot of my friends were guys. Unfortunately, though, their girlfriends didn't agree. They felt like I wanted to be with them. They felt like... um they called me for advice more than talking to them, not realizing that it was just because they weren't easy to talk to. And so people envying me and not liking me was something I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not new to, right? Um, but I think, or I know I wasn't prepared for um, who the people would be. And so this particular episode um, called The Persecution Before the Promise is giving you guys a glimpse into the last couple of months of my life. Um, I'm going to try not to get emotional, but I am going to promise to give you the truth, right? I'm going to give you the feelings and the emotions that I actually had during this entire process. I think what is very important with this episode is the lessons that were learned. And so I'll take you guys back um, a couple of months ago, actually um, last year. 2020, um, as most people, if you following this podcast know, um, me as the prayerist, and as the prayerist, I tried to do a very good job of keeping my business life separate from my personal life. Um, and it's not because I'm two different people, but um, my personal lives, a personal life allows me to not bring work home. And coming from a corporate background, that was so hard sometimes. You would have those disgruntled customers or you would have, you know, a supervisor um, that just makes life hard for you. And it was hard to not bring those emotions and those feelings home, um, but try your hardest that when you swiped your badge to leave to do so, right? And so I didn't want that to change just because this is my business. I wanted to be able to keep those two separate. When I'm working, I'm working. 
Um, and when I'm at home and when I'm with friends and family, I'm with friends and family. Um, but a couple of months ago, I mean, last year sometime um, in prayer, I had got that the Lord wanted me to introduce someone from my personal life to someone in my business life. Um, me and this person in my business life, we were pretty cool, um, but we weren't, they they had never been in my home, I guess is the way I uh, differentiate was personal and was not. Um, and I heard God tell me to do it the first time. And I was like, no, nah, I don't think God would have me do that um, because he knows that my desire is to keep it separate. Right. Um, and I heard it a couple of more times. And so I, being someone who wants to obey God at all costs, um, even not saying I'm perfect at it, but I would never want to be the person um, stopping someone from meeting the love of their life, Yet, um, and, and not only the love of their life, but the person that God is calling for them. Um, and so I yielded, I surrendered, and I did what I believe God told me to do. Not believe, I know he told me to do it. Um, and I connected those two people and I, to my knowledge, I separated myself from it. I made it very clear, um, that, you know, what happened between them, that was between them. I didn't want anything to do with it. I just truly was the connecting piece. Um, it, it didn't make things easy considering the person from my personal life was one of my best childhood friends. Um, but I did what God instructed me to do. And so um, I separated myself from the situation. Um, and moving forward a couple of months, there was um, a situation that occurred between the two of them um, where I received a phone call. And in that process, the person that um, came from my business background uh, was releasing some emotions or feelings toward me feelings that I didn't know about um feelings that I wouldn't believe were there um because I thought we were at least friends um or at least on a level where we could at least come to each other and have those particular conversations and we had never had one um and so I was hurt um, at the time. And because I've been through this healing process for quite a while, um, I try my hardest to apply what I've learned on this journey. Um, and one of those things I've learned is to not allow emotions and feelings to fester and to create a, a story of them their own, but to confront, to have those conversations that may be difficult in the moment. Um, but that will give clarity and um, light to any type of confusion or chaos. And so I picked up the phone um, and reached out to this person, letting them know that I had heard what they had said and that it was hurtful um, and that it, in a lot of ways, questioned my character. It questioned me as a person. It questioned uh, my intentions. <laughs> it questioned um, a lot of things. And I thought I came to the person pretty respectful. Um, like, hey, I just want to let you know I heard what you said. Um, not what I heard you said from somebody else, but what I actually heard you say out of your mouth. Um, this is how it made me feel. Um, and the person uh, 
begin to get very defensive and kind of shut down, uh, which was honestly surprising to me. Um, and the reason why it was surprising is because I had nothing to do with the situation. I was the innocent bystander in it because you were talking about me and I was just being a woman and confronting you about it. Um, and I thought you would, you know, say, hey, I, I'm sorry, you know, these are some feelings I do have or did have, um, but really confront it like a woman, you know, and just own up to it and we could reconcile and get through it or get over it, to be honest, or choose to just not be a part of each other's lives and that be it. Um, unfortunately, that is not what happened. There's so many people out there that are in similar positions um, and that are being persecuted or are being made out to be something that they're not um, just because you wanted to do the right thing and have a adult conversation with people and they took it the wrong way. But sometimes that is what it takes for you to receive the things that you're praying to God for. Because a prayer that I would say to God often and even still say is, God, I want you to show me how to love like you love, see like you see, and forgive like you forgive. And I think sometimes we pray things, um, sometimes just trying to sound over spiritual, to be honest. And then sometimes we say things and we mean them, but we don't know the depth of what the meaning of it is. Like, God, remove anyone from around me that doesn't mean me any good. Or, God, strip away anything or anyone that has to go in order for me to go where you're taking me. Different things like that. To hear God say, I created you to forgive and love people the way Jesus did those who persecuted him on the cross is a hard pill to swallow. One that I don't know very many people would want to swallow. But those are the words that God told me during one of the hardest times of my life. A time when I was being betrayed. A time when I was being made out to be something I wasn't. A time when my name was being dragged through the mud by the same people that I was willing to give my last dollar to. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and financially. And I think the hardest part of it all was not understanding why. Feeling like, God, I had to have done something wrong for this all to happen. God, are you sure I didn't do something wrong for all of this to happen? Even still in this moment, I know that there are souls that God cares about. And in no way, shape, or form would I ever want to speak on my platform in a way that would make people feel a way towards God. But I also want to be obedient to God and always be true to my story vulnerable with my audience, transparent with myself. And so literally in a matter of three months, people who called me their sister, who called my children their nephews, who called me their best friend, ended up turning against me, but not only turning against me, but making me out to be some very hurtful things. One even went as far to call me a false prophet. 
But I think the most rewarding thing out of this entire process was God answering my prayer and actually showing me how to love like he loves, how to see how he sees and how to forgive like he forgives. So much so that I don't think it's necessary to give a full breakdown of everything that has happened, everything that has been said or done, but to just know that it's very powerful, very necessary to yield to the voice of God, to not only yield to his voice, but ask him what it is he wants you to do, how he wants you to go about it. And the reason why I say that is because a couple of months prior to all of this happening, when I would see certain people's names or talk to them on the phone, I would get this feeling. It's a feeling I've had before, but not really fully understanding what it meant. But it was an unsettling feeling, a feeling that the old me would have not knew how to react to it, would have honestly been blindsided by it. But this time I decided to be the healed version of myself that God called me to be and do the best thing I know to do which was take the feeling before God and say, God, I have these feelings about these particular people. God, what does that mean? What is this feeling? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to get my attention about? And the Lord said, I'm going to give you some names and I want you to write them down. And those names were included as well. And so he gave me a list of names and I wrote those names down. And he began to download in me the posture of those people's hearts toward me at that very moment. Some hadn't changed at all and some had changed in drastic ways. Some no longer meant me any good. Some no longer genuinely were happy for me. But always wanting to do things God's way and not my own. I didn't immediately react to it. I didn't call them. I said, God, why are you telling me this? Why are you showing me this? And he gave me very clear instructions. He said, Destiny, I want you to pray for them. I want you to sit back and observe and allow me to allow, allow me to let it all unfold. And literally by the next week, it started unfolding. And it was unfolding so fast that I couldn't keep up. And in every instance, God had me reach out to the person in some capacity, whether it was calling them on FaceTime, whether it was calling them on the regular phone, whether it was sending a text message and asking them very specific questions, questions that he gave me to ask. And he told me to be very observant of their response, but not only in the moment of the communication, but afterwards. And I was shocked. I was hurt. And I think why it hurt so bad is because for so long, I lived by the motto, what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed doors, trust no one because they don't mean you any well, any good. And for so long, I had lived that way. And I finally thought being kingdom, being on the side of God, that I could let my guard down just a little bit that I could truly finally let people in and they mean me good 
that I could finally be who I had been for so many years, but not be treated well for the kingdom, that I could genuinely mean people well, that I could genuinely root for people, that I could genuinely want to see people flourish, and that that was what they would see when they see me. And I know, you know, we hear the, if God moved them, it was meant for them to go and all of that. And that's true. I know that to be true, but it doesn't take away the feelings. It doesn't take away the fact that you gave your heart to people that didn't cherish it. That just like when you lose a person in the natural, you have to grieve the loss of that person. But then you also battle with thoughts of where were the red flags that I ignored? Where was my discernment? God, where were you speaking and I ignored you? And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself in this place of condemnation, feeling stupid, feeling taken advantage of, feeling like you can't trust anyone after this, knowing that that's not what God wants you to do, knowing that God wants you to still operate the same way you did with those who didn't do right by you. And I think out of all of the situations, the one that I guess was the hardest pill to swallow was the one who never chose to have a conversation at all. The one who chose to separate themselves from a situation that they chose to insert themselves in that had nothing to do with them. One who planted seeds of confusion in others and discord, but to never have a conversation. But even through it all, God continued to remind me of the scripture that does even though the persecution hurts, even though you feel like you're in a fight, you can't win. It's only because you're so much closer to the promise. I wish I could say that made it easier. I wish I could say that makes it easier. It doesn't. To see so many get a version of a story that's not true and treat you differently from it without asking you about it is heartbreaking because it just solidifies that it doesn't matter who you show people you are, you're always going to be who they make you out to be. But there was something about that that freed me. Something about that very statement that made me not care anymore. Something about that statement that gave me a confidence that I never had, a boldness that I never had. Because it doesn't matter what people perceive you to be. At the end of the day, if you know you're doing what God is calling you to do, then do that. He didn't give the vision to them, even if at one one point in your life they were a part of helping you push the vision out. The ultimate vision was given to you. And so there was a part of this entire situation that broke me free on another level. I always say there's levels to healing, right? And there was something about this entire journey that set me free on another level. There's something about this whole journey that makes the promise taste better. There's something about this whole situation that makes me enjoy the promise more. There's something about this entire situation that has me looking forward to where he's taking me. 
And so even though it hurt, even though it was a hard time in my life to get through, I am comfortable with knowing that I already have the victory, that I didn't have to go live, write a public service announcement, or do any of those things, write subliminal posts to share my side of the story. But as long as God knows what really happened, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. But as long as God knows my intentions have been always pure, but as long as God knows that I truly loved and still love all of those people and genuinely mean it, that's all that matters. And if I can be honest, at the beginning, I couldn't say that. But to have God take you through a process of praying for those people that you know have spoken bad on your name, that you know have lied on you, persecuted you, to pray for them consistently for 21 days, blessings, healing, breakthrough, it does something to the heart. It allows you to see them like him, love them like him, and forgive them like him. And so for anyone who's listening and anybody who's in this very season that I'm speaking of, this season of persecution, this season of feeling like those who you confided in, those who you loved like your own blood have turned against you, I want you to know that you're not alone, that this has happened to me, but that the people on the other side are worth it all to be reminded that he was only clearing out to make space for the new, but to be very careful that you don't miss God this time, that if they're there as assignments or clients, that you keep them in that bucket and don't cross-contaminate, that when certain things perk your ears up, that you don't ignore them, that you confront it in that moment, that you speak to it. Growing up, I would always hear that you are guilty by association. That if you can sit in a room and allow someone to talk bad about someone that you call your friend or say something about their character that you know to not be true, you are guilty by association. So I hope that this episode sets you free. I hope this episode shows you how to forgive on a different level. I hope this episode shows you that we are not exempt from persecution just because we choose to serve God. That we are not exempt from what I like to call the high school drama because we choose to serve God because we're still dealing with unhealed people. And I think out of this entire situation, what hurts the most is knowing that every single one of these people desire genuine friendships, desire to have people in their lives that truly mean them well, that truly love them, that are loyal to them, and to know that that's what I was, but the unhealed parts of themselves weren't able to receive it as just a reminder to us all that when we pray to God for something, whether it's marriage, children, friendships, restoration in our family, that we're also praying for God to do the work in us necessary to receive it when it's released. I always share how in the beginning of my marriage, I wasn't 
in the right headspace to receive him because I wasn't healed. And so what's the point of receiving what God has for you when you're just going to run it away anyways? God, I hope with this episode I did what you wanted me to do. I hope that I made you proud. I hope that my heart was heard. And if it wasn't, you know it. Thank you. As I shared before, being able to hear from God for myself has been so essential to my healing journey and and me really getting to the other side of being healed from rejection, abandonment, and loss of identity. And so I would strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to go to www.realizingdestiny.com and sign up for my challenge on seven days of answered prayers. That is where for seven days you will get different prompts that will truly allow you by the end of the challenge to hear from God for yourself. And I feel like that is so pivotal, not only for you in your future, but in this season, you know, we want to make sure we're doing what God is calling us to do. And I have found that so many of us do not want to be obedient to God. It's just we're not confident that it's him speaking, which is getting in the way of us swiftly obeying him. So you can once again sign up for that challenge at www.realizingdestiny.com and don't go another day, another minute, another hour without knowing, without a shadow of a doubt, what it is God is saying to you.